Welcome back, everyone, uh, to the second half of the Trendsetters campaign. We are exploring, for this particular downtime, a period of time spanning five years. So that way these heroes stop being shitty teenagers and they are shitty young adults instead. Except I'm still uh, just barely out of my toddler years. <laughs> it doesn't count if you're a robot. You age differently. I suppose that means I'm obsolete instead. <laughs> not, not with the thing that you gave me for the bad thing in the city. You're still top of the line, honestly. All right, so. Oh, man. Is the NC program... Does the NC program include planned obsolescence? <laughs> not for the flagship slash prototype product, no. In all honesty, my character would be getting firmware updates. It replaced old nanites with uh, newer models over time. Sort of Jason's ship sort of deal. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't you get everything upgrade since every single piece of you is both integral and completely unimportant to the whole? Alright, so uh, I figure I'll do this year by year and explain exactly what goes on as a broad whole that year and then like jump into maybe doing like one or two downtime things uh, each year. So the first year, like immediately after the transistor tyrant stuff happens, uh, Cook steps down. Uh, basically, they're like, her, her bosses were like, you can either step down or you can be fired. It is your choice. She chose to step down. Coward. So, as a result, uh, until a new director was named, Bradford Arlen was in charge, but it didn't take long for the people, I, I guess it would be Congress or the Senate or whoever decides that sort of thing for the FBI or CIA and stuff. Uh, they named a man named Calvin Eskridge as the new director. Um, he is very much a hard ass. Uh, he is way more no-nonsense than Cook is. Uh, he's better at handling his stress, though. So, there is that. What a fucking bunk-ass name. <laughs> Calvin Eskridge. <laughs> so, as a result, the DHEA in Halcyon City starts acting more like how the DHEA should actually act, so there's a lot of adjustment for various supers as they get used to the idea that, you know, maybe they can't interfere with every single solitary little thing that goes on in the city. What's up with that? That's fucked up. Hey, welcome change, actually. <laughs> the thing is that Calvin... Or, um, the thing is, Director Eskridge basically never enters Halcyon City unless he absolutely has to. Like, that entire first year he is director, he never steps a single foot in Halcyon City. He mostly stays in DC. That's unfortunate. Means I have a lot more problems just breaking into his office to threaten him. 
All right. So, um, who wants to do a thing? Let me see. I mean, my thing was always going to be like a thing that happened over a period of time. Oh, so true. We can always start off with you. Okay. Yeah. Not to steal, not to steal Abe's shtick, but time to make things weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I figured this maybe happened like a week of after. Transistor Tyrant took over. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense for it to take a long amount of time. Yeah. I guess I'll set the mood, the scene. Uh, at the hideout, Penny is there. Presumably, Robin is there because they'll be important to the whole thing. I, I live there more often than not. I am present. <laughs> the other person that is important to this scene should be there, I think. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Uh, hey, Robin, we need to talk. Yeah, sure. All right, what's going on? Um, hmm, I'm not sure how to say this. I'm... So two things. I'm, um, I'm probably moving out of here. I'm moving back in with, uh, my dad for a little bit. Yeah, all right, right on. Uh, I can move theoretically infinite mass anywhere instantly, so just ask if you need help moving things around. Right, and here's the other thing. I... When you asked me to take you up to, to, to space, to look at Halcyon City, to do your your thing where you fixed everything. Yeah. How spur of the moment was that? I, I don't know if I was having conscious thoughts at that point so extremely I just I needed a way to be up there and not like floating and also have air in my lungs and you were the only one that I could think of that can do that so it's just ah Casper right I guess that makes this better then um here's the thing you you asked me to bring you up there, and then I almost watched you die, okay? Like... You are one of three people that I know in this city, and you just asked me to do something, I trusted you, and... You could have died! And I get that we... We do the whole almost die thing a lot. But this was like a my fault kind of almost die. Um. Shit.
Yeah. And I... Robin, I, I, I care about you, right? You're one... You are basically the first friend I made when I came back to this city. I didn't have a reason to stay, and then I had friends, and I had family again, and... Even if you didn't mean to do it... I have trouble looking you in the eye right now because I feel so frustrated about this. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. So, I, if you still, I'm still going to be there when things go down, but I don't, I think I need some time to myself, if that's okay. Uh, yeah? I, I'm not in charge of your life, Poltergeist. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna... I'll be back for my stuff. I need to get some air. Yeah. Take care of yourself, Robin. So then, uh, Sundog. Yo. You are basically just out on patrol. Uh, and just just for the record, for everybody listening, I'm going to make more of an effort to, like, describe how Halcyon City is sort of laid out. Because I mentioned in the very first session, there's, like, seven boroughs and, like, 11 million people and all that. So I've actually sat down and I thought about how this fucking city should operate, especially since we've sort of displaced Buffalo to do so. And the borough that Sundog's parents would be living in, and as a result, you still, because I believe you would only be like 16 or 17 at this point, would be uh, Chiktoglaga. And it's mostly a residential area, and... This is because, in real life, uh, Chiktowaga is a suburb of Buffalo, and in my brain meets, uh, the way this whole Halcyon City thing happened was that, like, seven towns just became super huge and, uh, and unwieldy and started merging into each other, so they're like, hey, let's just turn this into one big city, and these are now boroughs of the same city so they renamed it Halcyon um, and Chiktowaga is largely just a residential area and you're, you're basically on patrol and you hear sirens 
within running distance, we'll say. Like you're you're on the uh, you're on the rooftops, jump like jumping on basically people's houses like or small built or small businesses, and uh, and you hear the sirens. So what do you do? Well, I mean, if I hear sirens, usually, I mean, if I can like help at all, it's either fire, ambulance, or police. Or the DHEA, I guess, because they exist. Yeah, the DHEA does exist. Or Siren Man, and he's just being a fucking asshole again, and he needs to go back into prison. <laughs> we told you, Siren Man, you can't do that. It's illegal. It's the only way I can communicate. <laughs> um, did you I just want to be loved. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Did you take that stunt that lets you, like, uh, have extra dice or bonuses to, when you uh, like do chase scenes or whatever. Stunts never add dice. Oh, right, they just add popular and danger sense. I don't think you. No, that doesn't sound like it. They give you situational bonuses. They allow skills to apply in new situations. Right. Or you can spend like fate points and stuff to uh, to activate some because they're just that good. Um, all right. So in this case, just roll me athletics. So the way skills in this game work is that every time you roll something, you roll four dice, and these dice have two plus sides, two negative sides, and two blanks on them, and you basically take them all together take the result and add them to the stat, like the, the number of skill that you have. So when you roll athletics, you're going to add three plus whatever the dice read on when you roll them. Or in my case, I just press this button. Yeah. So yeah, you ended up getting like two minus ones. You, get, you ended up getting two minuses and a plus and a blank. So that actually brings your skill from three to two. But hey, two is fairly easy to catch up with this um, with what's going on and you can see in the distance there are police cars chasing a um, chasing a what appears to be a getaway vehicle because there's uh, some guys in that car just like wearing ski masks to, to obscure their identities well I don't want to rush in just blind I like I'm gonna take a moment to scope the situation because, like, if there's hostages I don't see, or... Then go ahead and roll me notice. I shall do this thing. I've been very badly at <laughs> Holy it. Holy shit! Rolled, I don't see rolled, anything at all. You rolled four minuses. Well, the worst roll of this story so far goes to me. <laughs> Okay, so uh, at a minus two, you don't know Jack. You don't notice Jack shit. You don't even know how many guys are in that car. I don't know where I am. <laughs> I don't remember how I got here. Who am I? <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, you don't notice Jack shit. So uh, it's like really early onset on timers. So you look around and you're like, nope, everything's good. Uh, so yeah, you. Uh, as as far as you can tell, there's. No complications to this whatsoever. That sounds completely fine. 
Alright, so what do you do? Now that you know that there's absolutely no complications to this. I want to just, like, drop down on one of the dudes in the back. Just, like, I'm hoping that the others are, you know, have their attention elsewhere so they mm -hmm. won't notice me immediately. And I can maybe get one or two stealth takedowns. All right. Video game. Okay. So, here's the question. Did you forget that you can fly now? I'm, I'm legitimately asking because it's been a couple of weeks. Robin I did give you the great. ability to, to I feel fly. like in character and out of character, I constantly forget that I can fly. <laughs> that is fair. Um, so, yeah. Uh, if you want to just... If you want to drop down stealthily on these guys, I believe there is a stealth. Yeah, stealth. You just go ahead and roll stealth. I'm very bad at stealth. Okay. Uh, that's minus one. Jeez. I'm going to kill you in the first session. It sucks. <laughs> it's not even a real session downtime. It's uh, really fucked up how Sundog just died. <laughs> he got run over by a car and died. Um, No. So I am exceptionally not okay with this. No. Uh, so you try landing onto the back of their car silently, and uh, and you don't realize that it. You landed. He I guess you landed heavier than you meant to. So I'm getting bigger. I've lost. I, I'm a growing boy, and I don't realize how much larger I am. Yes. Uh, so you, or how thin this particular car roof was. Yeah, so you, you land on the roof, and then all of a sudden, uh, there's gunfire coming from like, below, from, like, below you through the roof. They're trying to shoot you through the roof. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I just remembered that I do have a s fucking stunt that would actually have affected this. Oh, okay. What is that? Okay, I have danger sense. Okay, what does that do? Well, I will show you. You have an almost... Uh, natural capacity for detecting danger. Your notice skill works unimpeded by conditions like total concealment, darkness, or other sensory impairments in situations where someone or something intends to harm you, which is good, because I was going to tell you to roll this at a penalty, um, but you, your spider sense goes through, I guess, your dog sense. Uh, so, I think you roll athletics, and I'm going to roll... Uh, their skill in firearms, which is only going to be like plus one. Alright, uh, athletics. Please, not all minuses. Yeah, that would be... Oh, Hell hey! yes! Finally! Oh, dang! Okay, uh, they, they get a minus one to their skill. You get a five. So, you manage to avoid all the shots easily, and then you hear, it's like, did you get him? Yeah, I think I got him. Yeah, we totally got that guy. No need to worry about him anymore. <laughs> you say as you swing. I, I like to imagine like you're saying that as you like swing in and like kick a guy in the face. Sure. Okay, go ahead and roll fight. Uh, I'm good at fight. I'm are, good at fight. You are good at fight. Uh, they're going to roll their fight, which is also only plus one. Uh, they're, they're not particularly tough. So, yeah, you just kick a guy and like... It does that. It does that thing, uh, Spider-Man thing, where like he just flies out of one uh, one of the car doors and just like lands hard in the street. Uh, and like you, I'm guessing 
in order to make sure that he doesn't fucking die. You like hard like a net or something to to soften his blow, but he is unconscious. So there's a the thing is there's one other guy in here, and then there's a third guy who just turns around and he like starts he like raises his hand. He doesn't have any guns or anything. He raises his hands and he starts uh, drawing in like an energy blast. So this guy's probably a minor super. Uh, there's probably not a lot that he can do. Uh, he just probably has only the one trick. So what do you do as he starts to charge up and try and blast you? Well, I don't know what he's going to do. It could be just like, could be piddling little nothing, or he could just like blow up half the block with this for all I know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to err on the side of caution and take cover. Okay, so uh, go ahead and roll athletics again. Uh, this time at a minus one because it oh. is. Well, then that's well, a one. Okay, it's a one. I'm just going to say because it's. How do kind I do of... a plus or minus on this? Uh, you actually. don't. I, we're just going to have to. We're just going to have to do it manually in our okay. brains. It's not hard math. We're working with single digits. I think we can do single digit math. Anyway, uh, he's going to blast you. This is a plus two. <laughs> okay. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, uh, so he got some. He gets a minus three to your one, so you... No, he you gets like, a minus one to my one. Oh, yeah, he gets he a minus... Plus two. Yeah, yeah, so he gets a minus one to your one, and uh, so... He, I do like some cool flips out of the way. Yeah, yeah, like you just flip out of the way, like or like you just duck underneath the seat uh, as he blasts out his uh, his rear windshield. And uh, it's at this point you see a couple of DHEA cars uh, driving up to the side, and you hear them going, DHEA, everyone pull over and get your hands above your heads immediately! Is, is Blasty Dude all going to actually do that? No, Blasty Dude's gonna immediately turn around and like, look at the DHEA agent and go, fuck you, pigs! Well, I agree with the sentiment. I can't condone that immediately. And I'm just gonna grab his hands and like, try to keep them from blasting the cops. Okay, yeah, uh, that's going to be fight versus fight, which is going to be, he's going to get plus one on that. Uh, so uh, if he gets a three, uh, nah. Okay. But you still yes. you still beat a four, so uh, he ends up blasting his own hands, and he's like, ow! Dude, that stinks! How did he, ah! you do that? I was just holding you. How did you do that? I was oh, holding oh, your wrists. Oh, oh, you were holding his wrists? Okay, I, I thought you were, like, clamping his, his hands shut. That's what I thought you were going for, but uh, but if you're just clamping his or wrist, or I like, could be like shoving his hands into the ground. Actually, now that I know oh. it is like stuff is more blasty and less exploding. Yeah. Okay. So you shove his hand, you shove his hands down, and they blast through, and it like it just. We'll say at this point, it ruins the car to the point where like it can't move at that point, and you see a bunch of uh, and once the car like sort of peels to the side and stops, uh, you see a bunch of DHEA agents getting out, and they've got their weapons trained they've got um and they're they're wearing their typical like SWAT armor and uh they go and they shout for the soup uh all supers get your hand get out and put your hands above your head hey boys i put my hands up but i'm currently using them to stop him from killing you i hope you appreciate that <laughs> uh they go over and they start slapping uh like future cuffs on him to like completely cover his hands and then they start doing the same to you oh good this is how i wanted to spend my night excellent so are, are you just willingly going 
Man, I like on one hand I can I can break these cuffs, but on the other hand, you can't break those cuffs. <laughs> I'm glad somebody caught that. I don't feel like being an enemy enemy of the state right now, like more than I already am. <laughs> All right, so uh, they will they uh, drag you into one of their vans and they haul you off, and then it's a couple. Can we get McDonald's on the way? <laughs> Uh, they don't respond. They I'm do. Gonna take they that do read. No. They do read you your rights. I I did forget that they do read you your rights. Uh, I give up my right to remain silent. <laughs> okay. They go. They keep reading you your rights, very professionally. Uh, so they lead you to a detainment center, and then eventually, I don't think you've ever met Bradford. Uh, but so. Yes, but also uh, Bradford Arlen. Um, so eventually a man wearing an outfit that looks like Cook's outfit did, but instead of uh, where there was gold, there is silver. He's just like covered head to toes in tattoo or head to foot in tattoos. Not that you can see it on his feet. Uh, and like his eyes are just completely milky white. He sits down and he goes, um, Sorry about that. Uh, we know you're trying to help, and also you're still a minor, so we're not going to keep you here. But you have to keep in mind things are different now. And until supers get an all clear from the DHEA to act, you guys are going to have to leave stuff like that minor supervillains um, just break normal break-ins stuff etc etc you're gonna have to leave that to the DHEA and I, I I'm aware I'm aware it's hard asking you in particular because you do a lot of good on a level that a lot of supers ignore so you're I, what you're hearing. What I'm hearing. What you're what you're saying is, put a kibot, You know, put a stop to it for now. What I'm hearing is, do better at not getting caught. He winks. Also, did you like cultivate cultivate like the creepy psychic look, or did that just like happen? That that just happened. Do you like psychic powers cause that? Not that I'm aware, but I'm my specific version did yeah huh because i know like some dudes go for that look it just happened organically with you that's it just, confusing. It just happened organic. did you happen to talk to robin butler about my general disposition at some point or is this just coming naturally know if you ever came up okay so this is just coming naturally all right okay i'm just kind of like this this is my deal okay fair enough um we're going to let you go like and a note shaming it looks cool like you're working it man thank you uh, like I said, we're going to let you go. This is an official warning. Um, and please keep the changes that are coming to the city in mind when you continue, as you continue to work. Got it. I understand completely. Wink. You don't have to say wink. I can, oh, that's... I'm wearing a mask. Uh, this is true. You are wearing a mask. All right. I'm going to let you go. 
there a vending machine in here? I could kill uh, a Down the hall and to the left, we've got some... We've got both drink and snack vending machines. Um, pick your poison. Nice. It's pretty expensive, unfortunately, but, you know. Uh, do they take credit cards? Yes, they do. Awesome. Yeah. You have a good one, man. You too. Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper. So, I think that about wraps it up for year one. So let's move on to year two. And year two, what happens is that the trial of Sam Smith is finally finished. Uh, he's found guilty on basically every account that is brought up against him. Um, so interfering with an election, uh, aiding and abetting a supervillain, uh, basically planning to take over the entire city with a supervillain, etc., etc. Throughout the entire thing, you can tell that he just feels... He, well, he looks miserable about it. And Good. Yeah, and... Uh, and the good news is, like I said, he found guilty on all those accounts. The bad news is, they found a judge who really liked the capitalist, and so he basically gets a slap on the wrist punishment. Five years maximum. Uh, he is, he is, however, sent to the Michael Cook Supermax prison, where all the supers go, and they... They planned it, this his particular cell, for him at his fullest capacity, so it is kind of overkill now because most of his shit was stolen. I spent, like, 36 hours in prison for contempt of court hollering <laughs> a fucking judge for this horseshit. <laughs> yep, they strike it from the record. Uh, not that I think the record really matters, uh, after a certain point, because I think the record is mostly there for the jury. Well, uh, yeah, it technically wouldn't be harassment for, uh, contempt, or it technically wouldn't be contempt of court, it would be harassing a judge. Well, I would do it in the courtroom the moment the sentence is handed out. I'm not, like, <laughs> following the dude around to his home and standing outside his window with a... Who's outside my house? Who keeps yelling, log off, you coward? Fuck off, I will never log off. You know, you say you're not doing that, I could totally see Robin doing that. I could see Robin doing it. Is there like a windows of the capitalist cell? Uh, no, there's not. Oh. Because if there was, I could totally see Robin making Felix fly them past the cell once a week. It still probably would be harassment since the court case is just over. But that's just a detail. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it's, it's a slap on the wrist punishment, and it's basically portrayed as, you know, you did a bad thing, but you've also saved the world, like, 40 times, so we'll let it slide a little bit thing. But as far as year two is concerned, like, that's basically the biggest thing that happens. Uh, it's around this time that the DHEA uniforms change. They look a lot more sleek and protective and like futuristic they keep their like dark blue aesthetic going on um they also get better helmets that are completely encased uh and have 
gas mask functionality built into it. You're and uh, people who see them are pretty sure there's like some sort of heads-up display in their helmets that helps them uh, with like shooting and like determining like exact power capabilities and such. Uh, and you can definitely tell this is Eskridge doing this. Like he is he is pushing for a more protective, more militarized DHEA than the police force that it essentially was before. So what's the change? <laughs> the changes are actually good at it now. Bobbin, we'll do the thing I have planned for you in year two. Which is something similar to uh to whatchamacallit, Felix's, but not quite the same. Um so Zero. Explain to us how you patrol the city these days, because I know you are very much capable of doing a lot more stuff. You're probably the most outwardly powerful person in the group. Yeah, the most straightforwardly powerful. And, uh, well, these days, just to fit into the whole um, persona I'm developing of just being the visible mascot superhero. I have, uh, well, myself and the crew have taken some time to really uh, amp up my flight capabilities. So it's not just a slow hover, but an actual fast flight speed. Okay. I'm st- it's still not like super speed right but it's uh it's much more akin to the speed of like a car or a train rather than just someone walking or running okay so basically like you can drive and but because you also don't have to adhere to the road you can still get to stuff a lot places a lot faster than a car yeah and uh yeah, between that and the visibility thing, most of my patrolling is done at fairly high altitudes at, in uh, locations where I am actively visible so that I can be seen as protecting the city by its population. And uh, also, I don't have super hearing, so it, it helps to uh, make sure that people know where I am when they send me messages. Okay. There's a list of boroughs in the handout. Uh, is there any particular borough that screams out to you at this moment that you'd be uh, that you'd be patrolling? Uh, well, uh, based on this list, it sounds like Orchard Park would be the location that where uh, Clockwork Futures, uh, where its physical presence is. Yes, I was thinking that as well. I actually meant to add that to one of the parts. Forgot. And so while I would go across the entire city over the course of a day, unless I had some pressing business elsewhere, I believe I would spend just by dint of needing to go back there relatively frequently, I would spend more time in Orchard Park. And uh, 
possibly also Alden, which is where the headquarters would be. Okay. Our headquarters. Uh, actually, I thought I think I had your headquarters in Buffalo because it's like it's right on the docks, and Buffalo's the closest one to the docks. Um, but um, but you can still patrol Alden. That's fine. Um, so while you're patrolling Alden, which is a very industrial part of the city, um, it's it's trying to become more green. Uh, you think it will get there in the next couple of years, but for right now, it's fairly similar to real-life industrial areas, so there's a lot of pollution and, and such there. So not a lot of people live there, but it, it just happens sometimes. Um, so while, while you're patrolling there, you do see smoke that does not seem to be coming from uh, from one of the industrial centers, and as you fly closer, it is in fact a an apartment building that is on fire. It's it's, it's a small apartment building because, like I said, not many people are going to be living in Alden for right now, but it it still happens. No, it's it's one of those converted warehouse apartment buildings, right? And it is is currently on fire. Well, um, as I fly closer, I send messages to the uh, fire department and the DHEA to let them know what's going on and that I'm on the scene. Okay. And once I get close enough to uh, start being able to notice individual people, I separate into a good two, three dozen orbs to uh, start scanning the area. All right. Um, in that case, give me either notice or investigate. I don't think you actually have any points in investigate, so you just go ahead and roll notice. Yeah, investigate is the sort of uh, close-in detection stuff. Okay. All right. So with a two, I'll give you... Um, that you managed to locate most of the people in the building. Um, most of them seem to be uh, able to get out fairly quick, uh, easily, but in places where the fire is concentrating real bad, uh, there's going to be a, at least one or two groups that are going to need help getting out. In, in that case, I'm actually going to roll for the building on fire. So it currently starts at a plus one, and every time it rolls a three or higher, the fire gets worse by one step. So uh, it is okay. So I'm not going to screw you right out the gate. So this is just going to be because uh, I actually did manage to just get a three. Um, so uh, with a three, there's going to be with that three, instead of saying the fire is going to be rolling at a plus two, uh, I will instead say that there are three groups of people that need to have assistance getting out. Alright, so what do you do? Uh, well, I start strategically disassembling parts of the building in order to create uh, safe passages around the uh, burning parts of the building. And we are past the point where we would need to preserve any part of the uh, structure, so 
And uh, well, one part, one problem with the metal body in a fire is that I conduct heat like nobody's business. <laughs> so I cannot, if I want to actually help people get out, touch them directly in this situation. So that is why I am focusing on building ways out instead. Okay. That sounds like you're trying to uh, use your engineering. It does. Okay, so go ahead and roll engineering for the first group. And just incidentally, I'm also kind of using the nanite tools stunt, which is I don't ever have to spend a fate point to declare that I have the proper tools for a particular job using engineering, even in extreme situations. Excellent. There we go. This source of opposition is just off the table. <laughs> a one. Um... I you're to be having difficulty, however. Yeah. Um, so with a one, I'll say that it's going to take time in order to get the first group out. So that means... Actually, I would like to freely invoke one of my aspects, which is oh. always defend those who need defending. Okay. And by invoking an aspect, I get to choose one from a list of options. And I think a plus two to my skill roll would be appropriate. Yes, that sounds good. All right, so go ahead and I guess, um, you, oh, oh, you just get the plus two, that's right. Uh, re-rolling re is, re-rolling is. A different option. Yeah, re-rolling That I did not option. choose. Yes. All right, so yeah. Um, with a three, I will say that it takes enough time for you to be able to rescue the first group uh, before you can and move on to trying to do the second group before the fire starts getting worse. So if you want to try and uh, roll engineering again, I will say go for it. Okay. Because I'm, I'm assuming that you're still not going to be touching people in order to... Uh, in yeah, order to, it's, uh, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. But hey, much better. Hey, much better. Um, so in that case... Great. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm still going to rule that the fire might get a chance to spread, but I am going to roll at a minus two. No, at only at a minus one because if... Um, because it starts at a plus one. It starts at a plus one, so it will just roll flat. So, uh, th Okay, so the fire still does get worse. And um, as it starts like getting out of control, it's around this time that uh, the fire department shows up and starts trying to do what they can to contain it, but um, it's not going to help you currently at the moment because they're still sort of getting set up and there's still people in here who need help evacuating. And then also, um, as you go to try and save the last people and start doing your engineering bit, uh, bits of the building actually start collapsing. So the the way out that you would um, have tried to engineer your way out of is blocked so i'm going to say that you can't use engineering again so how are you going to uh fix this particular well a couple of the parts of me that are still outside of the building uh watching the perimeter are going to go up to the firefighters that have arrived on scene and uh, essentially requisition some of their insulating gear and okay. use that in order to um, make contact with the uh, the individuals still inside the building. 
so um, that sounds like you're trying to roll athletics, I think, because physique is more for like resisting blows and stuff, right? It's not for doing actual physical stuff. I think that's how it works. Look it up here quick. Uh, physique is strong man to the athletics nimble guy. Okay. Um, so if you're... Athletics is more a matter of training, whereas physique is more a matter of raw physical talent. Okay, so, like, I can see you just picking up and, like, fireman carrying people out as doing a physique instead of an athletics. So go ahead and roll me physique. A really good one. Uh, yeah, three. You, I mean, at a plus four, you, that's still... <laughs> that's still fairly bad rolling, but hey, like, it, this still, that's still enough to get them out safely. And, um, your nanites, like, inform the firefighters, like, hey, these are all the people that were, like, trapped in the building, like, there's nobody left in there, so, uh, you can work on, like, containing and, and all that sort of thing. Um, and then after the fire is like relatively in control they're not going to do this like as you are as they're like actively fighting a raging fire once they've gotten it to the point where like uh if 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 it burns down then it won't hurt anything else but we can probably get it out um one of the guys uh in charge i'm not sure how firefighters like work that way but like one of the people in charge comes over to you and he's like hey uh thanks for the assist um if you could just and then like, he held out like a clipboard and stuff he's like just sign like here and here uh saying that you know you uh you assisted us and that you know we gave we like expressly gave you permission and that we appreciate it i have already sent a direct line to the dhea but if you require the additional paperwork to be filled out here you go. Yeah, because the DHEA is going to be, like, hard-ass, and they're going to, like, get on your case. But, like, we we super appreciate it. So, like, without you, who knows what would have uh, stuck in there. So uh, we're going to show them the paperwork that said that we gave you express permission to do this, and they shouldn't bother you at all. And uh, so, yep, once you sign, uh, they go, all right, uh, thanks, Zero. You're doing a good job. You're doing good work. Same to you, fellas. Alright, and then you fly off. So, uh... Penny? Robin? You guys just came back from doing a superhero thing, and, uh, there were some issues... Uh, that you guys might need to talk out. So, go for it. Poltergeist, can I have like five minutes of your time? Yeah, sure. What's up? Uh, well, what's up is we had a good plan and everything was going to work out great. And then you fucked off and made everybody's lives more difficult. And look, I get it. I get it. Can't stand to stay on the same rooftop as me for more than five minutes. 
but I need you to put it away. Oh. I'm sorry, I didn't realize this was a actual plan and not a seat of your pants, Robin Butler almost kills themselves again kind of plan. Is uh, is improvisation like only your job or what's what's the deal here? You're really really now. Yeah, right now. Oh my god. How how do you not see the difference? How do you not see the difference between me being fucked up on adrenaline and lightning and everything else that was happening there and me making a, a stupid and cruel decision, sure, and then you just... We had lives in that building that were on the line. You know, maybe I'm just not a very good teammate. Yeah. Yeah, actually. If this is what I can expect from you going forward, I think you can go find another team. Because at least when I was planning around zero, like it was predictable. And it wasn't petty and spiteful. But I'm not gonna sit here and try and plan around somebody who is motivated by spite during a crisis situation. So, yeah. All right. You know, I'll see you around, Robin. Year three, uh, it's not that big of a deal, honestly. Uh, the biggest things that can happen are fairly personal things. Uh, it's the year that Better Than Ethan decides to stop being petty as shit and calls their name some calls their team something else. They have they finally settle on the riot wreckers. Uh, so they are no longer better than Ethan. They figured we should do this before it is far too late to rebrand. Um, and then also they have literally grown up. Yeah, they, they, they have literally grown up. They're like Craig and Lorena are both like 19 or 20 now. So um, and then uh, also at this point is when like the technology of the city starts really improving uh there's like those it's like super good trains that like run all over the city that like deliver things that were not able to be delivered in such mass quantities before uh the city is able to repair itself even faster now from big attacks uh it is also the year that a lot of robin's definitions of what makes a hero a hero and what makes a villain a villain starts gaining traction it's very big in the city and like by and i'm going to say it right now by the time the five years is over it is mostly it is kind of spread as far south as new york so like new york will start adapting those 
definitions as well, but for right now, it's just contained in Halcyon City. Um, and aside from that, it's, like, also another year where, like, a lot of people decide, like, start changing their costumes. Uh, Pressure no longer wears a fucking motorcycle helmet and instead gets, like, a real nice custom job uh, going on. Um, a lot, like, the Vindicators have reached the end of their five-year cycle, and as a result, their costumes for the next five years are set, and those have all changed. Uh, speaking of the Vindicators, they finally filled in the gap that was left by the Capitalist. Um, at first, they reached out to Craig. They were like, hey, we need a nice, strong guy on our team. Can you come join our team? And he's like, I'll join your team if my friends can join. And they're like, no, this is only an offer for you. And he's like, I'm sorry, but I will have to respectfully decline. Um, then they bounced around a bit more. And eventually, they finally settled on someone that took a lot of people by surprise. But with the changing definitions of heroes and villains, uh, it sort of makes sense that they would bring in someone like this it's the armorer the armorer is now officially uh the strong person of the of the vindicators and also like this happened way back in year one electo became the um uh, yeah electo became the leader of the vindicators like uh they are the one who are in charge now that uh sam is gone Who, I think the only person I have left to do a thing with that hasn't actually gone is Cat. So, so Chloe and I both still have the thing you planned for us. Yes. And then my thing would happen sometime in year three. Okay. If you wanted to do your thing now, we can go ahead and do your thing. Yeah. All right. Paint me a scene. I'm kind of relying on you to paint a scene here because oh. you you said in the first half that Gears was going to get the band back together at some point and he'd let me know when that happened, but he was basically going to go to ground until that was done. Okay. All right. So uh, in that case, there is eventually a point where you get a text from a number that you have not gotten a text from in a long time, and it is just GPS coordinates. Okay. And I basically trust Gears with my life, so I'll just make sure my schedule's clear. I'll, I won't get my costume, but I do get my mask, and I get myself over there. All right, yeah, um, it is still within the confines of the city, uh, he, he has decided to just sort of sneak back in at some point, uh, and you will, it, like, it might not come up naturally, but you will eventually learn, like, he snuck back in, like, months ago and was just hiding here just to, it, just to make sure that, like, the DHEA wouldn't find him, which is why it took him so long to contact you. He just didn't, he didn't want to, like, give his position away to the DHEA before, uh, being sure. But, uh, you pop in, and... Gear goes, Robin! And he just, like, comes over, and he just, like, gives you a 
great big hug. Oh, oh. I hug him back. It is. It has been too long. It's been far too long. Yeah, I was kind of semi-conscious last time, so it's been extra long for me. Uh, yes, yes. I I do remember yelling at you for almost killing yourself that time. But uh, it's it is three years ago. We I have moved past it. Uh, so how would you like to see everyone else? Oh, I don't think anything in the world would make me happier. Uh, good, because they are all already here. Uh, and, and he, um, and the first person that, uh, that pops up is, like, they snuck up on you, and she claps her hand on your shoulder and says, It is so good to see you again, Robin. How have you been? How have you been? You've been, you've been eating properly for once. Oh my god, hi. Hi. Oh. She, she goes, and she looks at you, she looks you up and down, and she's like, you've been eating properly? You've been, you're finally taking lessons. Who? Who's teaching you? Um, what, the hand-to-hand stuff? I mean, just the physique and stuff in general, like... Oh, um, Calvert, Silver Skeleton. Uh, holy shit! I just fucking like full body roll around and I pick Ariadne up. <laughs> uh, and she she will laugh and she says, "Oh God, you weren't able to do that last time." Yes, so pr- it's about time you started eating properly, even if it was Calvert who had to get you to do it. <sighs> well, no, that wasn't Calvert. That. Like Calvert, I, just, I, I mean, it was like a chicken and egg thing. Like if I want to keep up, I have to eat to put the protein in my body. And it's like, if I don't do that, then he's just going to continue to lay my ass out every single time. Uh, I mean, like in a roundabout way, it is his fault. So congratulations. Good on him. Yeah, sure. Okay. So uh, please describe um, uh, Ariadne. Ariadne. Ar- please please explain Ariadne for us. Like describe her whole deal, what she looks like, what she's good at, what her role in the heads are. Yeah, okay, okay. So is your weakness snakes? <laughs> <laughs> weakness is not snakes. Uh, she she is Greek. She is she has a heavy Grecian sort of like skin composition and like facial structure and all of that long black hair um she is like unofficially the team mom she's kind of takes care of everybody else not on purpose she just kind of is like that and she's the team's breaking and entering expert she she plots routes in and routes out is her major strength in fact um for the folks at home i just as a like a little character like building exercise i decided to do a fun fact for every npc that uh i have a handout for and uh eriodyne's fun fact is that she's so good at uh D that the dhea like had her on a list of potentials but like ultimately like didn't even go to her because they were like uh, she would just turn us down flat out it, it wouldn't even be worth the waste of resources to go offer it to her 
And uh, it is at that point uh, you see you see another person uh, walking out, and then you see the same person walking out, and then you see the same person walking out, and then you see the same person walking out. Jesus Christ, Alex! If you would. What? Oh, hey, you're here. This, this is what happens at your core reality on vinyl. <laughs> and uh, and he moves over, and uh, he's. He just sort of like tussles your hair. He's like, "How's it going, kid? You got tall." No, I didn't. Don't lie to me. First you're, thing, you're, you're you're taller than the last time I saw you. Therefore, you got tall. Fucking fine. I am still like the smallest person. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Hey. Uh, and then, like, eventually, all of the body duplicates start uh, slurping themselves back into him. Or is that how his power works? Like, do the body duplicates have to like just go in? Or I don't know. You tell me. Okay. Yeah. They have you to have they... used a different word than slurp. No. Uh, so, <laughs> so they just sort of like, like the body duplicates just like sort of crawl back into him, and like they sh- like as as they're crawling in, he like shifts himself so that way they uh, they line up properly. So. As Alex is, um, actually, go ahead and describe Alex and uh, his role in the in the gearheads. Yeah, so Alex is Latino, but he's white Latino, so it's it it is it doesn't scan immediately. He has to tell you, uh, it's, you know, short brown hair, average build. In the gearheads, he doesn't have like a set role he's kind of the go first the wrong word but the fact that he can just be a million people and do whatever and is just generally kind of skillful he's the odd jobsman i suppose okay he takes care of like lots of little work all right essential but nothing huge and as enumerated just a moment ago he unlike ariadne does have a power and that's splitting into multiple bodies all right yeah uh and as he looks you over and tries to like convince you no no you i'm not lying because you are actually uh victor comes out and he he goes alex just just let it go just let it go you said you said it bad you just said it bad uh, he looks at you and he goes, "Hey, kid, I fucking, I fucking teleport and I'm like a little bit above Victor and just like flump onto his shoulders." Well, he he catches you. Uh, he's like, "I thought you had to grab stuff in order to do this trick. When did you learn to do that, kid?" Oh my god! Like three years and a couple of months. Oh, it's been a wild ride with the with these skills. Okay, yeah, like, wow, okay. Hi. Hey. How, how's your family shit? Uh, this, they're, they're doing good. Uh, we, we got a place over in Grand Island, actually. Oh my god, oh my god, is it too much for me to ask to come meet them at some point? It is not. You are welcome at any time. Please yes. send us a text first, though, if you're just going to pop out of nowhere. Well, that's rude. I I don't do that unless I don't like you, and I love you guys, so that's not going to happen. Thank you. I I failed. I wouldn't want to say that you're a good one, 
you are relatively, but you know, you're kind of hanging with us, so that uh, sort of automatically. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm the worst. <laughs> you're not the worst. Uh, he goes, Herman's the worst, and uh, Herman, you can see. Oh, actually, before we move on to Herman, uh, go ahead and explain Victor and yeah, Victor. Role. Victor is team dad. He is also the face of the group. Edwin's in charge, but if we need to like team up with another villain team or something, it's Victor who takes point on that. Yeah, Edwin. Victor doesn't. Edwin's more. Uh, Edwin is not as charismatic as Victor, essentially. Yeah, and that's more by dint of Victor just being extremely charismatic. Yeah. Uh, he is unpowered. He, I believe I said, is unofficial team dad to match Ariadne's team mom, although they are not in a relationship with each other. No, I, I think that would be uh, impossible for uh, Victor considering uh, Ariadne's sexual orientation. Oh, I just said she has big lesbian energy. Oh, I just I okay. didn't actually confirm if she actually is one. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and in terms of appearance, he's like pretty generic white dude in his 40s. He has some faint Irish look to him, but it isn't like, you know, bright copper hair and freckles or anything right. that strong. Right. Uh, and then at this point, Herman does actually walk out and uh, he just sort of rolls his eyes at Victor's ribbing. And then uh, he just moves over to you and gives you a friendly, like, you know, punch on the shoulder. And like, hey, kid. And it's like, it's always harder than he than he intends to. But, you know, it, it hurts a little less because you've been because you've been training with the silver skeleton. Yeah, I fucking like box back at his shoulder. He looks at where you punch him in the shoulder and he's like, you actually got a little bit of oomph in that one. I'm impressed. Okay, okay. Well, I'm not like trying to hurt you here. No, I'm, I'm still impressed though. Look, look, let me turn on the super strength and then we'll see. Then we'll uh, see. If you turned on super strength, you would turn me into paste, kid. I mean, I know, but <laughs> come on. It's never going to happen otherwise. Mm -hmm. We'll stick to chess. We'll stick to chess, okay? We'll stick to chess. I will gladly kick your butt in chess any day. Uh, please describe Herman. Yeah, so physically speaking, Herman is a kind of general European mutt, tall guy, uh, fair skin, blonde hair. He's a bodybuilder as a hobby. It's, it's not important for his role in the Gearheads, which is a security systems expert. He does all the research. He figures out how to thwart them uh, outside of the interference of another Gearhead who we will be getting into. Okay. But he, he figures out, you know, okay, this building that we're breaking into is contracted under this company, so they're going to have this security measure, this security measure, this security measure, and they're probably going to place, be placed here, 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 and here. And then it gets handed over to Ariadne to be like, okay, so how do we get around this shit? And Herman is a man of few words. He's not 
unfriendly. He's just not hyper-conversational. But he is an absolute terror at chess, and he is an excellent person to just kind of vibe in the same room with. Uh, yeah, in fact, he's so good at chess that his fun fact is actually is that uh, he's actually can give Gears a run for his money in uh, in chess. Gears has str- strategies uh, memorized. Herman just no, just like knows the game extremely well. That's memorizing strategies. That's all chess is, is memorizing strategy. All chess right. is kind of a solved game, I think. I think so, yeah. Been so for years. All right. Uh, and speaking of the machine interfacing, um, you see it's like a little RV just like driving out. And then, uh, and then it just like sort of bumps into your foot, and then it drives off some someplace. And then when you look up, you see Erica, and uh, she goes, "You're here! You're fine! Oh my god! Hey!" She just runs over to you, and she's like, just like starts looking you over. It's like, "Wow, you've gotten!" And then you're hmm, actually, Alex, like you didn't change much at all. Yeah, I didn't think so. And Alex is like, "No, she, they they got." They, uh, but Erica is just super excited to meet to see you, and she's like, "So, like, how have you been? Where, like, what have you been doing? Like, have you been in the city the entire time since you left?" Uh, yeah. This is. I mean, after LA, I I went to Loveless, and I stayed on her couch for a couple of months, and then I found a warehouse that hadn't been used in ages, and so I just started squatting there. So, yeah, the entire time. Wow. Okay, that's wild. That is buck wild. Uh, okay. Uh, so go ahead and describe Erica. All right. Erica DeLeon is... Uh, her name doesn't have a role, but her power is machine interface. So she can psychically connect with machines and override them. In fact, I think we gave her the name Technomancer when we were doing yeah, that. Yeah, that was that was the name you gave her. Yeah. Um, she is Hispanic, brown skin, short brown hair. She is, as Colin has portrayed, uh, quite high energy, although she kind of swings wildly between that and just being kind of quiet and reserved and sitting in the back. And... She's kind of Robin's older sister, in a way. There's, It's never been formally stated, but that's how Robin thinks about her. Yeah, you have two big sisters. Yeah. You can have multiple big and, sisters. It's fine. Her and Loveless. Yep. Loveless is the big sister that, like, moved out when you were still little, and you only ever see her during, like, every other major holiday. But she's super cool, and you always want to spend time with her whenever you can. All right. And then, um, and she says, oh, God, you should see how big Sparrow can get now. Hey, Sparrow, Sparrow, come on out, come on out. And, uh, Sparrow, you just hear these big, heavy thuds as, uh, as this giant of a person just walks out. They are currently, like seven or eight feet tall and almost four feet wide and it is just pure muscle i can get roughly this big okay so is it like a function of practice or do you have to like mass intake or age like 
I'm asking technical questions when I haven't seen you in years, but I'm fascinated. Hi. Hi. Uh, and they just like pick you up one armed and like give you a hug and give you a hug. It is not too tight. They can control their strength. <laughs> and then when and then they put then they put you down and then they uh, shrink back to their normal size and they're like, oh, okay, I sh I really should take shirts off before I do that. Or just like. How have you not put gears on, like, solving that problem? He yeah. says he's been busy. I have been busy, yeah. I keep telling you! Okay, okay. Yeah. Alright, uh, so yeah, go ahead and explain and uh, describe Sparrow. Alright, so... Sparrow is late 20, Polynesian. Uh, highly androgynous presentation. And it's obviously their power is variable muscle mass, and that makes their role on the team team muscle. You know, before Robin could just like teleport doors off their hinges, if a door needed to be knocked down, you put Sparrow in front of it and told them to get to work, and it would be done. And of note, Sparrow has a habit of giving people cute nicknames. What's Robin's cute nickname? Because uh, <laughs> I, I completely forgot to do that. See, I expected you to, and now I have to think about that. So uh, give me I will, yeah, I'll, I'll try and think of one as well. Albatross? What? Why Albatross? How does that work? Uh, long distance movement? bird theme hmm. Hmm. Some, something shorter I, I, I like the bird thing is there another like long distance migratory bird goose goose oh that's because Robin because Robin was like 13 when they showed up and they absolutely would have done like a cute nickname like that okay yeah uh, so Sparrow looks at you and goes how's it going goose um uh, how has it been going? How has it been going? It's been going. Um, I, I would give it, I'd give it an 85% of how it's going. 85% is better than the last time we saw you, so that's always good. Yeah, significantly. How's it going with you? Uh, it's going it's i would say it's also about 85 percent but you know we're all here now so maybe maybe soon it'll be 100 yeah yeah honestly i feel like i gained five percent just being in this room with all of you so it's a 90 percent right now uh there's a lot of warm smiles at that uh except from herman who just sort of nods <laughs> Okay, okay. So, um... Wow, everybody's here. It, this isn't just for me, though, is it? You, you, are you this... Well, I am technically putting the gang back together, and uh, with the changes in Halcyon and how it is going, uh, I figured this would be a good new base of operations. Much, much better than the Galapagos Islands, I will say that much. Sure, sure. Um, 
okay. Yeah, wow. Uh, look, I'm I'm gonna be holding this forever if I don't do this now. So, um, uh, after a- after everything went down, and and I just ran and broke contact. You know, I like I don't. God, it's. I'm feeling so good having you all here, but I have to, I have to put this out right now. Um, I'm, I'm sorry that I ran like that and just ditched all of you, but at the same time, that wasn't okay. What we did wasn't okay. It wasn't okay that we took that kind of risk. And it wasn't okay that all of you made a kid like me complicit in that. Yeah, they uh, they all nod and um, Victor says, yeah, that wasn't fair of us. Like, we should have... Like, in the, in the end, at least it turned out okay but like even at like even with hindsight like that's that wasn't excusable so um i at least for my part am sorry and then alex says uh ditto rb uh herman nods uh sparrow says yeah that um yeah we shouldn't have done that ariadne just sort of looks to the like guilty and just sort of like breaks eye contact with you. Um, Erica just kind of looks real sheepish, and uh, Edwin goes over and puts a hand on your shoulder and says, I will never ask you to take a risk like that ever again because like Victor said it worked out everything was eventually fixed but uh, there there will never be a next time but um, even if there was next time we might not get so lucky but I can promise you there will never be a next time if something requires that much risk it is not worth it okay I'm glad I'm, I'm glad we agree <sighs> um okay uh it's I mean I'm still gonna hold that for a little bit but I, I'm glad we're all on the same page and that I can just start letting it go um Speaking of calling me RB, Alex. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. And I, I like, full body, like, face gears. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, so, so, um, like, I'll understand if you tell me that, like, this is unwelcome and that I went too far and that I need to, like, do something else. I'll, I'll understand. 
but um so um so i i've been i've been working with silver security it's it's an under the table consulting kind of thing um, but you know i get paid and you know i got my first paycheck and i got excited i, I didn't know what to do with it for a, a bit but then i i figured that there were some records that needed correcting um so i i spent my first paycheck um every single legal document on the planet my first name is now legally robin and my last name is now legally steiner edwin smiles wide and says that's not too far at all robin it's not too far at all i fucking hug him as tight as I can and spin a little. Uh, he hugs back. Also as tight as he can, he's not currently in the suit. He's not currently in the suit that gives him super strength, so uh, he won't cr completely crush you. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, he uh, he hugs you back. Hell yeah. I cry a bit. Uh, you can't see it because through the glasses, but uh, he is definitely tearing up as well. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. So then I guess, you know, we hang out, catch up, swap stories about what we've been doing for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then, like, a light bulb goes on my head. And I, 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 I like to imagine Erica brings it up. He's like, so are you seeing anyone? Oh. I am seeing somebody, actually. There are several. Ooh! <laughs> Would you like to meet him? Sparrow goes, yes, please. Uh, Ariadne goes, I need to judge him harshly and fairly. So, yes. It better be more fair than harsh. I make no promises. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I send Felix a text message. Hey, are you busy for the next, I don't know, probably the rest of the day? Uh, not really. Why? Would you like to meet my family? Yes. W-Y-A. I just, like, hit up a... I assume we have, like, a ping system at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That seems reasonable. <laughs> so I get those coordinates, put my mask on so it can do the subtraction for me, and then I pop Felix into the room and I just like fucking spin grab his wrists and pull them around me so I'm standing back to front with him and I look at my family and everybody this is Felix hi I'm Felix and I look directly at Alex and I say he's my Moirail uh Alex goes I get it I'm glad someone does. <laughs> I know you get it. You told me you're the one who taught me about it. I know, but you should know that I get it. Okay. <laughs> so, Felix, you are surrounded by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people, all very excited to meet you. Uh, they they 
introduce themselves. Uh, Ariadne seems to be inspecting you. <laughs> Honestly, like there's there's some big like, are you good enough for them? Uh, energy going on right now. I feel like I should have worn my costume for this. <laughs> no, no, your hair is you. There's not. Eh. Costume's impressive, though. I have a dog theme going on. It's neat. Fucking scritch you on the top of your head. You are plenty impressive without it, I promise. Okay. Victor walks up to you and goes, So you going to school or are you, uh, just, or are you one of those types who are, you graduated high school and then you're done? I'm thinking of going to college, actually. Oh, where at? Uh, Halcyon you. The Halcyon School of Fine Arts. Oh, uh, yeah, Halcyon School of Fine Arts actually would work better. Uh, he goes, oh, hey, that's up in a, that's up near where I live, uh, on Grand Island. You been to New Hollywood yet? <sighs> Patrolled there a couple times. Fair enough. Have you been there yet, though? No, not really. Not really, like, explored around, really. Uh, fair, fair enough. You kind of live in the city. It's, I guess it's less impressive when you actually live here your entire life. Um, I can probably get someone to, like, give you a tour, uh, show you around, like, some of the celebrities' houses and stuff. Sure. Okay. All right. I don't see why. Yeah. It's like one of those things that, like, you live in the city, but you never really the stuff the city's famous for. You just kind of, like, go through the day and not really think about it. I have no clue what that's like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he sort of, he nods. He's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, I'm sure... It's like a fucking New Yorker living up in New York and never going to the Statue of Liberty. I get it. It's just there, you know? It's like, I'll get around to it at some point, and then some point never happens. Yeah, exactly. Some point is when you're 40. <laughs> Can't use this. You have to go up the elevator and don't get up to the crown anymore. But yeah, um, so he'll do that. Um, Herman uh, comes up to you and he goes, "You play chess?" Not really. Mm. Okay. Con congratulations, <laughs> you're about to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, he he goes, "Do you know how?" Vaguely, I don't have a complete understanding of the rules. Fine. I found someone I can mold. Creepy. <laughs> he's intense, but he's very kind. Just write it out. I promise it'll be okay. Uh, Alex goes up and whispers uh, to to Robin. RS, uh, what's, what's the last name? Delarue. FD. Hi, I could hear you. I have really good hearing. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend. I it's it's cool, man. I'm pretty oh. well used to it. All right. Thanks a lot, FD. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, and by the end of everything, uh, Ariadne determines, yes, you are good enough for Fe for Robin. Barely. I survived the awkward family meeting, family encounter. Hooray. Yep. Yep. Uh, Erica kind of goes into quiet mode there uh, for for the meeting. Um, like, new person and everything. Uh, she doesn't want to overwhelm you with the other part. 
if if Ariadne does in fact say he's just barely good enough, I fucking get in her face about it. <laughs> now she knows better than to say it out loud, but uh, but at the same time, you kind of know that it's like one of those things where it's like nobody. It's one of those things where you know she thinks that nobody is good enough for you. So the fact that Felix is barely good enough for you speaks volumes about Felix. Uh, it's cool. I get it. Like, I'm like, I'm in the den of thieves, so to speak. Well, literally, actually, kind of literally. Extremely like, literally, actually. <laughs> no, I get. I'm actually like, I'm a quarter villain on my grand on my father's side, actually. <laughs> they all give you weird looks. Anyway, oh, like th that's an actual thing. Didn't we like have that discussion? It's more like yeah, I, I didn't remember. I didn't remember that uh, he was a villain. I thought, but okay. well, he was described as a villain. He was a gentleman thief. But oh right, they didn't, yes, they just called him a villain. Right. Um. So, uh, Steiner, go. I've met him a few times. He's a nice boy. When did you meet him? Ed Edwin has... Gears has met you several times before. No, I meant... I thought I thought we were talking about my, you know... Grandpa, oh, no, 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 no. Friends. No, I'm... I, he... Like, the, everybody give you weird looks for, for the villain's thing, and then uh, Edwin says, he's a nice boy, I've met him a few times before. He's speaking about you. To, okay, there was... I didn't catch the transition, so I thought okay. it was like you were implying that my... That oh, Gears no, no, and my... No. No, Grandpa, no. who I guess were just like, I think we outright called him Lupin at some point. Yes, that you met previously. Uh, they might have, but uh, that's that is not what he's alluding to. No, uh -huh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I made that a little confusing. Chloe, we'll do the thing that I had planned for you. If you're just gonna um. If you're not going to be on the team for a year, it would actually make sense to do the the super villainy or super heroic stuff uh, while you are off on your own. Oh, boy. All right. Al trips up while you are, like, orbiting above Earth at some point <laughs> and goes, Hey, um, I think I detected a rogue me down on Earth. Uh, luckily, it's not spreading. It's just, you know, hanging out, doing things that it probably shouldn't be doing. Wait, where did a rogue you come from? Uh, well, remember that point where we put a bunch of me into a bunch of robot bodies and had them help defend against the city? Against, you know, that, that guy in the green costume? Uh, Transistor Tyrant, I think his name was? Yes. Uh, why did my... Yeah, I, 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 I know. I remember everything. Okay. So, we there's a copy of one that we missed, or we didn't round them all up? Okay, got yeah, it, got it, got yeah. it. Yeah, one of, one of those. Um, Where am I going? Uh, Africa, I think. Okay, you know what, never mind. I was about to say, how did he get to Africa, but... I, I mean, I guess you don't need a boat if you don't really physically exist exactly. outside of the internet. Yeah, so down in Cape Town, South Africa. Alright, well, let's try and be stealthy about this so we don't cause an international incident then. 
On the plus side, you don't have to deal with the DHEA? <laughs> yeah, un unless this makes the news, in which case, then it becomes the DHEA's business that I was in, I was, you know, in South Africa doing things. Yeah, yeah, there's always that. Uh, well, okay, let's, let's just, uh, he starts piloting towards uh, Cape Town. Um, so, are you going to engage stealth mode entirely on your ship? I mean, yeah. Alright, so uh, go ahead and roll me stealth. Like, just... Uh, oh yeah, stealth. That thing that I'm good at. Yeah, you're really good at stealth, actually. That's my best thing. Mm -hmm. four. four successes. Yeah. Well, you didn't get four successes. You Oh, I got four. Right there. Yeah, you got four. But like, still, that's that's real good. Um, so you sort of fly above Cape Town for a while, uh, trying to determine where the rogue AI is. So, in order to do that, please roll me investigate. I'm decent at that. Yeah, you're pretty good at that. I'm apparently not that good though. Ah. <laughs> I got a zero. Yeah, so apparently there's just, like, too much electronic interference going on uh, at the moment. So, because it's a downtime, I'm not going to say, like, you completely miss it and it just gets worse. But it just takes you a really long time to find where in Cape Town this, um, this rogue AI is. And so it's going to be a little bit worse by the time you get there. But it is basically in an area that is like high in technology and high in like pure materials that you seem to think is trying to build itself a body so that way it can just go nuts by the way that is actually the proper response for a zero is that a tie on a roll is um success but at a minor cost ah okay so yeah, um, you. So this thing is in like the middle of building a body. In fact, it's probably going to be almost done. You could potentially stop it before it completes the body, and like you know, contain it and try and determine what you want to do with it before it finishes. But it's going to. Uh, it's. But if you fail, then you're gonna have to deal with a rogue owl in a robot body. So what do you do? So I know where it is then, right? Yeah, you know where it is. It just took you a while to find it. Right. Um, can you describe to me where it is? Like, is this a warehouse? Is it a, I don't know, an auto parts store? It's sort of like, yeah, it's it's sort of like a factory um, that would be making like car parts. And like when it is closed, it is, um, it is running the place to like build a body and then it like it somehow hides what it has created over the course of a couple of days so that nobody will see it and then when everybody leaves it starts back up interesting so i assume then the factory is closed currently uh yes the well it that's up to you if you want to go in and like investigate bef like poke around beforehand you can try and do that when, while it's open. Or while it's operating, anyway. Business hours. 
No, no, no. I'm trying not to cause an international incident here. So, okay. like... Yeah, so, um... So, you wait for it to close, and then, like, everybody leaves, and then the AI is at least smart enough to, like, not just start right away when... As soon as people leave, it waits, like, an hour and a half, two hours, and then you hear the machine starting to, like, whir up again. Got it. Let's break in. Let's break in. Uh, go ahead and roll me burglary. All right. I got a one. Got a one. Um, yeah, on a one, you managed to get in without uh, being detected by, like, the regular security systems. You're you're good enough that uh, you can break in uh, sneakily and not really leave a trace between, like, your floating and your invisibility uh, dick. So you're in there, and you're looking around, and, like, you can see as you're, like, moving around uh, down on the, like, you're on the, we'll say you're like, on the upper floors where you can, like, observe stuff, and when you look down, you do see there's, like, a body, like, laying Frankenstein-style, like, on a table on its back, and uh, it's currently T-posed as the machine's like start keep adding parts to it and it looks like if you don't do something tonight in the next couple of maybe even minutes uh this will be a fully functional body for the owl to just go around and do stuff willy-nilly hmm i mean it's just building a body is not necessarily an evil thing to do right but not necessarily, but uh, the fact that it is doing it in secret and, you know, it, you, you could always try and figure out, like, what's going on and if it has hostile intentions. I would like to... What I'd like to do is I'd like to sabotage the body, actually. Okay. I'd like to sabotage the body and then reveal myself afterwards. Okay. So that if things go poorly, I can, uh, you know. Yeah. All right. Still so maintain the upper hand. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to ask for two rolls in order to sabotage the body without being caught. First is stealth. Oh, okay. I got another four. Four. Um, I'm going to roll at a plus one. Uh, he got a four. All right. So you're going to have to act quickly in order to get this crafts roll done. So I'm going to have to ask you to um, roll crafts at a minus one. I can't really... Uh, I, okay, so I guess it's just be like R slash R 4DF uh, minus uh, or plus two. Yeah. Or you could just like roll something that's in your plus twos and you can say that's crafts. Nope, too late. I've typed it out. I got three. Okay, three. Um... I'm just going to roll flat here for him to see if he notices anything. Uh, nope, you succeed. So, so yeah, you managed to sneak in quickly and correctly sabotage the body and sneak out before the owl can figure out that you're there and messing with things. Cool, 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 cool. I'm going to, I don't know, leave and enter the room, but do it like in a way that gets me caught, I guess. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll Deceive, honestly, 
to okay. pretend to pretend to get caught. I got three. Uh, three. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna roll like plus one for him to see if he can figure out that this is a, a ruse, and he does not. It's only he only got a two to your three. So um, so you walk in, and uh, he goes, "Oh, it's Penny. Hey, Penny. How's it going?" Hey, Al, what are you doing in here? Uh, building a body. Cool, right? I mean, it's certainly neat. I think once I'm done building it, I'm going to paint it red and give it racing stripes, because racing stripes make it go faster. I mean, I can't argue. Definitely does go faster. Yeah. So, like, I get it, sort of. I get that you need a body, right? It's not having a body don't have experience with it, but it doesn't sound fun. But I gotta ask, South Africa, stealing parts, it seems a little sketchy to me. I mean, if Elon Musk can do it, then I can too, right? I thought you said Elon Musk didn't exist in this universe. Did I? I think that was Uh, a thing he specifically said. Dang it, okay. I mean... Fucking retcon it if you want. No, no, it's <laughs> Who fine. The fuck is it, Elon Musk? <laughs> Wake him up, all. <laughs> um. Uh. Well, he goes. I mean, listen. If uh, if you were going to steal, if you were going to steal materials to build a body, where would you do it? Would you do it in the? A country where it has a bunch of super agents that are ready to pounce on you the minute you're done, and a bunch of superheroes ready to beat you up and tear you apart, or are you going to do it in the place that only has, like, one superhero, no DHEA interference, and, uh, basically, the resources to do it with? It's a good plan. I can't argue with you, but... Okay. What are you going to do once you have a body, Al? Well, I was thinking illegal underground racing. It seems fun. I mean, that's it? You just want to build a body so you can do underground racing? I mean, not just for that, but like, that was, that was like the first, that's like the first thing I thought of. And then uh, he proceeds to list a bunch of more horrible, horrible, like, it's all highly illegal what he wants to do. And I know that doesn't, like, necessarily bother Penny too much, but uh, he, he eventually starts going down the road of, like, actively, of, like, things that could actively really harm people. Like, uh, like, really badly, and permanently, and like, he just doesn't seem to get the gravity behind the situation, like all behind all these. Like, yeah, I'll I'll do this thing, and it'll be fun. And then he doesn't realize doing this thing that is fun will also probably cause somebody to be in the hospital for a very long time. And then I want to start reenacting Johnny Cash songs. <laughs> the flames went higher, Penny. And then I'll kill a man just to watch him die. 
And Penny's like, well, you know, Hurt was actually a Nine Inch Nails song before Johnny Cash did it. <laughs> oh, Al, I wanted this to be... Who would I be if I couldn't, like, dismiss a bit of theft, right? For a good reason. And, sure, illegal street racing. That is sort of... It, it, that's gray, right? That's probably bad on the whole. But... I can't let you do this if you're just going to... hurt people. Ow. Well, as far as I can tell, I didn't ask permission. I didn't ask permission. I didn't ask... Okay, nope, I see, I see what happened here. Okay, you came in, sabotaged the body, and then you left, and then you came back in and let me catch you. That's nice, that's a neat trick. I'm sad that I fell for it. I'm thinking I'm going to enact those Johnny Cash videos now. <laughs> Are you going to come quietly, Al? I mean, I kind of have to. I'm stuck in a bunch of computers controlling... Wait, I'm controlling a bunch of... Nah, nah, I, I'll, I'll come quietly. I'll come quietly. Thank you, Al. I hope we can... <sighs> Trust me when I say I'm working on it, okay? Maybe... <sighs> we can find a place for you, and we can talk this out, and we can... <sighs> We'll figure it out, all right? Okay, that sounds fine. I... I don't know, I just fucking... Downloading. Take... <laughs> I mean, downloading doesn't work. That's just making a copy of something. <laughs> okay. Which is a weird ethical concern when we're talking about an AI, because like, if I copy an AI and then delete the original, that's a little fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> that like, is a little fucked up. I fucking take the hard drive that he was on. Whatever. Okay. They can All they right. can keep the body. All right. Yeah. But, by the way, if I could make a suggestion, mm -hmm. like I like I would like to think that the reason all of this happened is because this version of Al ended up on a jailbroken phone, and the uh, screwy programming caused him to revert from uh, getting the ethics lessons I programmed into all the copies. Yeah. <laughs> because the phone is jailbroken. <sighs> well, there's your problem. Someone set this out to evil. Ah, <laughs> uh, that one should have been a zero. Oh. I love you, Colter, guys. <laughs> you, you didn't upload the love file. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. So then, uh, year four. Where are my notes? They're right here. Year four. Um, the the biggest thing that happens in Halcyon is that it is a re-election year. Uh, that ha that shit happens every four years, like clockwork. Uh, Blackmore wins in 
I wouldn't say a landslide. Um, this time, what's his name? Melbourne. Yeah, Very Melbourne. This time, this time Melbourne puts up more of a fight, but um, but uh, Blackmore does still win. And from what you can, from what the word on the grapevine is, is that this is the last year they're planning to run as mayor. And then that next election cycle, they are probably going to go for governor uh, and try and become a governor of New York, of uh, New York State. Melbourne is, however, put in uh, Blackmore's like circle. Uh, I forget exactly what advisor. Position. Yeah, like he's probably like some cabinet? sort of like, yeah cabinet. Uh, Blackmore does put him in, although that is. Um independently elected yeah uh blackmore puts puts him in uh or their cabinet um and they they end up working pretty well together even though melbourne is a bit more stubborn than blackmore is so uh they they do have some arguments over some things here and there but aside from that, like, nothing big happens. It's not like the last election where a fucking superhero decided to run and then tried to completely steal the election by doing awful things. It's a quiet, tame, nice election by those standards. This time, non-superheroes ran and tried to steal the election by doing terrible, awful things. No! No, Blackmore's mostly legitimate. There was a normal level of corruption this time. Yeah, there's a normal level of corruption. Maybe even below average. And we aren't necessarily talking about just the mayoral election. Yeah, this is true. Alright, so, uh... Year four, who wants to do a thing? So I know this is when Ape's idea goes off. Alright, Ape. Paint uh, so. me a picture. Well, Sundog, as previously stated, is going to college. And he's going to college for film studies. It's the only thing I could think of that he's genuinely expressed interest in. Okay. Well, yeah. Outside of being a superhero. Um, so... Like I said, uh, there is an arts college on Grand Island. Um, it's actually within pretty close distance of all, like, a lot of the um, places that you were that you saw on that tour that Victor gave you, uh, or was, or at least provided you with. Um, and there's a really good nice view of the new Hollywood sign like from certain angles in the uh, in on the campus um, are you living on campus or are you just going to like take the super train every day and still live I with mean, your parents <sighs> dorms cost money man okay fair enough and it's not that big of a commute and also if like you can fly I can fly <laughs> Like fucking a quarter of the time, you forget that you're like stressed the fuck out about missing your bus, and you do <laughs> miss it sometimes, and you like super speed sprint after it as fast as you can. It's like the, fo my, like the background 
of my phone, like the wallpaper of my phone is just, you can fly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so the, the thing is you're majoring in film studies. And so when you get, when you get to class, the, the first thing that your film I mean, studies, like, we're probably in the second year at this point. Oh, tr- okay. But like, I'll, I'll say, I'll say this, that, uh, when you went there last year, the first thing your film studies, uh, professor said is that he does not care if you're a superhero and there's a giant emergency. If you miss a test, you fail the test. There's no makeups, no exceptions. Oh, good. He's one of these professors. Mm-hmm. The entire city can be burning, but by God, if you don't write this essay, you're going to get a zero. <sighs> okay. All so right. there's definitely a point. house to burn down. <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely a point where Felix complains about being stressed about that exact thing. And Robin is just in this man's living room. You have to keep doing it every couple months because that, that like, I'm still trying to do the Spider-Man thing where, uh, Felix has to like juggle a couple things at once. So every every couple months, you have to remind you have to remind uh, him like, hey, this is who I am. And then he'll be good for a couple months. And then a couple months later, he's like, nope, sorry, Felix, you were busy out like saving people, saving people's lives. Uh, but you did not take this multiple choice quiz. You did not finish this multiple choice test. So I had to grade you on what you had completed. You only got you guys, a You got 7%. multiple choice tests in college? Freshman here, yeah. Hmm. Also depends on what you go into. Yeah. So, describe college life for, for us, for Sundog, aside from the hard-ass professor. Well, it's not... As it was with my real life, it's not that big of a change from high school. I just set my own schedule now. And I'm not doing a side job, so the time that would have been taken up by the side job is now instead taken up by, you know, classes and work. Technically, you do have a side job. Uh, you are funded by by Silver Security. Mm, yeah. That's, but that's like on the most technical basis. That, he uh, doesn't treat it like a job. No, ex- exactly. Like it, it's it's technically a job, but it's not a job. It's just stuff I would have been doing uh, mostly anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like in the second year, I'm a little more comfortable with it, and I start up a YouTube channel or a YouTube equivalent, whatever. I think we decided there was like a different name for the YouTube in this universe, but I yeah, don't remember what I, that was. I don't remember. It's just YouTube. It's just YouTube now. Yeah, YouTube bought it, and now it's YouTube. But it's just a little channel where I as Sundog, because I am an open superhero now, uh, discuss some film history, like, discuss, like, hey, why do you sh- why is this a trope in this genre? Hey, why does this genre even exist? Stuff like that. And it's called Sundog Shines a Light on It. Now, here's a question. Do you occasionally do streams? Because I know uh, Twitch has more than just, like, video games. Like, there are some people who, like, go on there and talk about stuff like this uh, on on Twitch and stuff, so I think that would be a fun thing for Sundog if you wanted to, like, interact with his um, audience live. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, Now, here's my other follow-up question. How big of a following does Sundog get? Now, keep in mind, before you became known as a film film, 
uh, critic slash reviewer slash whatever, you were a fairly high profile superhero. So you probably got a pretty big following right out the gate. No, I had like an, yeah, I had a pretty big following in the beginning and it's like dropped off as people realized, oh, he's actually serious about this and he's not just talking about superhero shit. There's just like the really big fans of Sundog and people who were actually interested in film history. Hey, Sundog, do you think you could beat the capitalist in a fight while he is at full power? <laughs> no. Next question. Does anyone have a question about film? Anybody? And that was just like the first three months. You, you occasionally get very technical questions from an anonymous uh, viewer. It actually turns out to be Zero trying to help you out. Alright. Uh, um, who else would be going to college? Definitely not Craig. Craig would have tried to tried college for like a semester. Craig got a football and... scholarship. Okay, fair enough. He's in the he's in the super leagues, which is way more entertaining than the regular boring normal leagues. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the difference between baseball and baseball, honestly. Um, Nobody gives a shit about regular football anymore. <laughs> um, football never catches on fire in regular <laughs> football. Uh, actually, you know what? Vilas would have probably also gone to the same college as you, uh, and speed painting. Well, speed painting, and also like he's like, speed reading. Okay, but also uh, he tends and economics. to. Economics. <laughs> well, I acknowledge. Uh, no, but um, but but as I was saying, like he's shown interest in like singing and stuff like the the sea shanties he's like un unlike me when i tried to do it for him he's actually fairly good at singing so like he's got like he's got stuff like in the music department going on so you actually have at least one person here that you know uh craig and lorena are in like the the more standard college uh in buffalo craig goes to community college no craig does not go to community college he just said that he got a football scholarship and i'm making that canon now okay fuck off <laughs> no digs against community college. Uh, that being said, his grades aren't super great, so. No, no, he's not stupid. He's just. He's. He's a little stupid. He's not stupid. He's just. He... He's. <laughs> There's a word for this. No, like his grades. His grades aren't. They're not terrible, but they're also not. Like, you know, he memorizes things really well. well they're He's just like, what they need to be. Yeah. To maintain a football scholarship, because college athletes are required to maintain a certain GPA, and you know there are ways that colleges fudge that that are real horseshit. Okay, but... I figured out what I was wanting to say. Okay. He's not stupid. He's just like not very curious. He's actively. He figures out, he learns exactly what he needs to learn in order to get by, and he just sticks with that. Okay. I might have called him uh, Book Dumb But Person Smart. Book Dumb But Person Smart works. He's emotionally intelligent. Meanwhile, Lorena is very much uh, her father's daughter and is just like fucking overworking herself to maintain a 4.0 GPA on top of doing uh, super like super shit and leading a team that is fairly popular. Question about Velos. Hmm. 
Has anybody told him yet? <laughs> That's up to you. <laughs> okay, has anybody but me told him yet? <laughs> Does anybody beat me to the punch? I wonder why the Silver Skeleton is funding my entire college education. <laughs> Weird. Oh, well. Mom told me I won a scholarship. <laughs> yeah, it's probably because I'm best friends with his kids. That's probably the reason. No reason. And then he, it's, then he sits down and thinks, he's like, wait, no, he doesn't even fund his own kids' co college uh, stuff. They had to go. They had to go get. Why the hell? <laughs> and it's like, then that same song that's been stuck in his head for like a week pops back, and he's like, oh god damn it! <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the point is, uh, you actually you do have a point of contact in uh, this college. You have like uh, phones and shit. Well, yeah, but like, it's someone you can talk to in person. I'm dating you know. someone who can teleport. <laughs> I can fly. <laughs> and, and he looks at you and he's like, you finally remembered before someone else did. Well, I did just check my phone. <laughs> I tattooed it on the back of my eyelids. Which actually doesn't hurt. work because there's no light in there. It also must have hurt like a bitch. I was on many drugs, which is why I got it tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, he. Here's a question: Do you share any classes with uh, with Vilas? I mean, I don't know. Probably like basic. I mean, that's up to you. You can. I mean, we're like, going to. For different things, conceivably yeah. we could meet up with like, I don't know, maybe I picked up like art history as a credit or something. Yeah, he probably also picked that up as well. So yeah, you actually, so you actually have one, you have one whole friend to share one whole class with. Wow, it really is the college experience. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get to complain about the same hard-ass teacher. No, he doesn't get that one. Uh, the hard-ass teacher is specifically the film stuff, and uh, and Lawrence is not in there for the film stu studies. So, is there anything else? Like, I know you, um, you, you still live at home with your parents. Uh, Gabby has moved out. Uh, she and Shelby officially moved in. And that, that was years ago. And, and now then, I got her room because it was slightly larger than my room. Yup. Um, That's how siblings work. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. Can confirm. And everybody's just waiting for someone to propose. And nobody's quite sure who is going to do it. And eventually you figure out both of them are waiting for the other one to do it because and it is a become a stalemate. We have to manipulate them into thinking one of them's about to do it so they try to cut each other off. <laughs> if we time this right, they'll both propose at the same time. <laughs> I've seen videos where that happens and it's the cutest thing. Oh. And that's I think that's Sundog's event. Like if event is in giant air quotes here, but like like it's just, you know, hey, Sundance in college now. He's making little videos. Today we're discussing a film filmed in 19, made in 19, 
Today we're discussing a film produced that was debuted in 1974. It's widely. This is how it would actually work. Yeah, this is like <laughs> the takes that I have to edit down. Yeah. <laughs> it's widely considered the origin of the faceless slasher figure, the origin of power tools and murder weapons, and was filmed for a 1400 1400,000 or 1400k budget and made 30 million at the 30 million at the box office. If you guessed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you probably read the title or just looked at the thumbnail. <laughs> Now, here's one final question before we move on to somebody else. What are Felix's grades like? Uh, I mean, Felix wasn't a slacker. He was fairly, he's fairly, and this is a field that he's actually kind of passionate about. So he'd be putting a genuine effort into this. Okay. So like high B's, low A's. Like the stuff I just picked up as a credit, just as elective credits that I don't yeah, really care about. I'll, yeah, it's like be a little more loosey-goosey on but my main shit that i you know i'm actually focused on that you'd have like you'd have like a 95 in the one class if your teacher wasn't a hard ass and kept like giving you like 30 percent when you have to like suddenly stop a test to go save the city yeah yeah he's not he softens up Especially since I like stop his car from being stomped on by a giant robot dinosaur <laughs> at one point. And he gives me partial credit. <laughs> I'll bump this 30 up to a 35. Thank you. Chloe, does anything happen in year four between uh, between Poltergeist and Switch. Yeah. I have a thought on it. <clears throat> what if they are both at some sort of social event? Like, I don't know, say a birthday party or something like that. Who would we be at... Who are our mutual acquaintances that you still associate with? Well, Me. both be going to a party. There's, there's that, but there's also uh, this guy and uh, his sister. Oh God, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're both Christ. at Craig's birthday party. Well, it would be Craig and Lorena. They're twins. Oh, okay. okay Craig but... and Lorena's birthday. So, Craig invites Penny, and Lorena invites me. Right. And being twins, they could very well be scheming and have done this on purpose. Uh, I don't think Craig does anything twins. on purpose. <laughs> I think Craig just... Well, this is about friendship, though. This, this is about friendship. This is true. Yes. So, yes, it would be. It what did you say, Chloe? Oh, I was making a joke. Oh, you know, those twins always scheming. <laughs> and in this case, yes, it actually is a plot to uh, try and mend the rift a little bit. So, yeah, it's you're at Craig and Lorena's party. Um, uh, they are old enough that and moved out enough that uh, it's not their that their father isn't there with them. So, like, it's three of Calvert, unless fucking 
Robin takes Calvert? No. That's right. Okay. That would have been that would have been a power move to uh to just like rubbing Lorena's face. That would have been exceptionally a faux pas. Okay. Like, inviting your dad to your birthday party? If you're not already doing that, that's they no. they had like a they had like a separate, more private party, and then this is like the the party for friends where we don't have to worry about proper etiquette around dad. Uh, so yeah. Lorena will say hello to you, and then Craig, with all the subtlety of a fucking, like, jackhammer, will say, Oh! Hi, Poltergeist! Oh, I'm so glad you made it, Poltergeist! And then he winks at Lorena, and Lorena just, like, face palms. Just like, oh my god. Did I just get tricked by Craig? I give Lorena the most unimpressed look I can no cunning, man. No manifest. It would have worked better if he wasn't so fucking obvious about it, okay? Just saying. Whatever. I'm not here to fight about that. I can have a good time anyways. I'll just have to make your life extra worse to compensate. You already make it plenty miserable. Uh, tough shit. Get 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 hype for bonus content then. I don't know how much more bonus of content it could get. Just dismiss myself from her presence. All right. Craig walks over to Lorena and sa- says, "How?" And whispers, "How did I do?" Lorena just like glares at him a little bit, and he doesn't seem to get it at all. I do not approach Poltergeist. Hmm. I make an effort to stay on the opposite side of the room as much as it, like, doesn't inconvenience me. Like, I'm not gonna, uh, fucking break a conversation in the middle because you're moving from one side of the room to the other. But, you know, it's like, if I see that you're moving towards the drinks or whatever, I'll just teleport to the opposite side of the room so we're not Hold close on. to each other. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Holding. I need you to roll something to avoid friend's good Craig's good friend uh, aura that would that would get this mending thing going if you really want to resist it. Okay, but I'm not Craig's friend. Yeah, but he's a but his aura is mm. Craig thinks of you as his friend and that's what matters. Yes. Uh, I'm going to fight this. Okay. Uh, friendship is bullshit. Roll Come Will. On, I've, you've seen movies. You know friendship wins. Roll Will. Okay. Two. Two. Uh, it's, a it's, a, it's a tie. So basically, he gets you in a conversation as uh, as Poltergeist gets close and it's as she is getting super close that you realize he is 100% doing this on purpose uh he's at with his good friend power uh he's a little more subtle about it this time also probably because Lorena like chewed him out a little bit out over how obvious he made it before um so yeah poltergeist is getting pretty close if you want to try and teleport away 
I mean, whatever. She can do what she wants. I'm not going to break conversation, even if I am being blatantly manipulated. Okay. Uh, so, Poltergeist, uh, you're close to Switch. Is there anything you want to do? You know what? There is something I want to do. Okay. I'm just going to... Uh, I'm going to wait for a moment to... Like cut into the conversation i guess wait for the conversation to end and i'm just gonna be like yeah uh craig uh 100 with his good friend powers he's that you want to that you want to do something when the conversation ends so he just wraps up the conversation and uh like as soon as you get close enough to to interfere and then he just like and then he goes and then uh he looks around and he goes uh, he goes hey felix and then just moves over to uh to sundog because some dog would have been invited probably by both of them. What a good friend. Yeah. <sighs> hey. Switch. Can we, like, talk? Like, outside, I just want to say something real quick, and then you don't have to talk to me again. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we just find a place outside without a lot of people to talk the roof we, we both have extreme roof access god yeah no fucking talk on the roof like a couple of normal ass people <laughs> <sighs> so I've been thinking and I realized that I need to like I need to I need to apologize not not just for like the obvious shit but like all of this like all of this starting this has been my fucking problem from the beginning this was never Like, shit, it feels like an asshole thing to say this, but, like, it was never anything you did wrong, right? I realized what was eating me about... about what happened. I felt... angry at myself because... I wasn't good enough to fix anything. Because... I mean, if, if... Gears wasn't there, I don't know if I could have done anything for you, and I was mad, and every time we talked, I would just be reminded how mad I was, and I let that stew, and I got bitter about it, and you don't have to forgive me, but I'm sorry, okay?
Okay. Um, so, like... You weren't wrong to be mad at me for what I did. I, I, I said it in the heat of the moment last time we talked, but it was true. It was stupid and cruel to... God, I should have known better given what I've been through, but it was stupid and cruel to make you complicit in that kind of thing without telling you, without running it past you, without making sure that you were okay with something that violent and self-destructive. I don't regret doing it. I regret tricking you into being a part of it without saying anything first. And if I could take it back, I would, but I can't. So I'm sorry too. I really appreciate that actually. And you were right to you were right to be mad about, about at me when I went off plan and I let my ego get the better of me. I there were better more things there were more important things at work than how I felt and I should have trusted the plan and I should have trusted my team and I did fuck up I don't know if we can you know go back to being friends or whatever but when if you feel up to it I would like to try working together again yeah yeah I think it might be nice to have you back in when you feel up to it you know if the situation calls for it we need some extra help Yeah. Whenever you feel comfortable with it. Yeah. Okay. I, th I think I deleted your phone number. <laughs> I, I probably did the same thing. I'm kind of disorganized. And I don't know. Penny gives Switch her phone number. Yeah. And I'll give you mine. Yeah. 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 Nature is healing. Robin! Yeah. 
year four, uh, you've admitted to having gotten the job at Silver Security, uh, and that you've, you know, you're you're sort of an off the books client sort of deal. And so I'm I'm a consultant, and I'm paid under the table. Yeah. Um. So Silver Skeleton one day says like in basically hey i need you to go into this and this place uh test out the the defenses come back give me a report and uh tell tell us what we can improve and uh and what is working basically perfectly as intended and it is basically a um a place over in lockport which is uptown halcyon um i've named a couple of other boroughs without really explaining what they are buffalo and lockport are basically the quote-unquote downtown places where there's a lot of business and stuff going on um it's just that buffalo buffalo is called downtown because further south and Lockport is called Uptown because it's further north. Um, Buffalo is more analogous to Manhattan where yeah it's the business area but like a ton of people still live there and also like it's a huge tourist trap. Uptown by comparison is still fairly busy but it's not as like glamorous and not as like you know oh we have to go there. It's, It's more of a actual place of business that you go to. They're both really busy, like, superhero-wise, but aside from that, like... Brooklyn. Well, yeah. Well, I thought Brooklyn was more for, like, living in. Either way. They're, they're all for that. Not true. Alright. Yeah, like, Lockport's basically Brooklyn. Buffalo's basically Manhattan. I mean, personally, I ex- I appreciate the longer explanation because I yeah, you don't you don't don't know anything about New York City. Yeah, so like Lock- Lockport's like more way more like professional about it, whereas Buffalo's like come see the sights, come see the sounds, also or come see the come see the views. Also, maybe do business here. Also, get a superhero's fucking signature. Uh, they're more likely to do it here than they than they are in Lockport. Um, but it is in Lockport, and it's a building that is contracted with them, but isn't, like, owned by Silver Security. Like, basically, they're doing the security stuff, and they have been informed ahead of time that, hey, if there's... If you see such and such... Well, they, they wouldn't, like, describe it... They wouldn't describe you in detail because they want still wanted to be a surprise, but they're going to be like, "Hey, there is going to be someone potentially breaking in and doing stuff. It is normal. This is a test. We're seeing what's what's going on." Uh, oh, it's it's just known. It's just yeah. known that like if you sign up for Silver Security, like there is a chance that they will have a contractor attempt to break into your place for testing purposes. Yes, exactly. And so they're like, okay, fine, whatever. This will happen in the next couple weeks. Yeah, and they have a profile. They, they have profiles on, like, all the contractors. Like, even though I am paid under the table, like, it is known that I do this. So, like, mm-hmm. it could be this person. It could be this person. It could be Switch. It could be this other guy. But 
one of them tries to break into your building, they're doing that because of us, and they're doing that under the authority of the contract that you signed. Right. Like, nothing will actually get stolen, so that's always a plus. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, so Silver Skeleton says, hey, go break into this place, report back what we need to improve, and, uh, and, and all that jazz. So, uh, when you get there, it is a fairly sizable building. Uh, so, in lock, like, Silver Security's building, like office buildings, are in Lockport, and it is the tallest building in Lockport, and it's roughly about half the size of the Silver Security building. Um, and when Silver Skeleton tells you to do this, you're basically given free reign to like poke at whatever. So tell me, like what Robin would be looking for in specific? Like, what what would they want to test out for this particular run? Okay, so the first thing, it's Robin has a sort of, like, peeling an onion approach to it. They, they start at the outside where things might be thin and then just work their way inward. So it, it starts with a cat burglar's case of the joint. Okay, so in that case, roll me investigate, which I believe is the proper, no, what do we investigate? maybe? Actually, yeah, I, I can see you swinging burglary for, uh, for chasing joints as opposed to like investigate or notice okay five five superb yeah that's a that's a real good so their stuff is pretty good but pretty good doesn't really cut it for you and you definitely see uh some areas that they are slacking in um they don't keep the roof access as locked down as they should at night. They don't have as many cameras pointing to where they should be, and like, and some of the cameras that are pointing where they should be are kind of like old and maybe in need of repair. So like, you could, so someone could like sneak past those. Like, it's their swivel patterns are poorly timed, so there's constantly these blank spots in their surveillance that show up. Right. And in in the end, it's a good enough deterrent for someone who's casing the joint to maybe second guess it. But also, this is your job. And like, it'll scare off anybody who isn't serious and doesn't have some special capabilities. But like, if, if you if you're serious about it, then this thin layer, as you said, will probably not cut it. Yeah. So this this place does have the good quality of being the tallest building around, which means I can't like angle a shot through the roof by via getting onto another roof. So I I will go in through the weakest point, which sounds like roof access. So okay. I will get up there and I will as I watch through the window, waiting for, like, security to pass, I'd map out their route. 
And then when I know that there's going to be a gap in their patrols, that's when I enter. Yeah. And with a five, I'm not going to make you roll again. Like you get in and you're basically undetected. So what's the next thing you want to poke at? Uh, well, between just sort of like cruising around, turning paintings upside down and like minorly rearranging furniture, just to kind of like rub it in a little bit. You guys are fucking up mm-hmm. work a little bit harder. Um, I want to find like, what kind of business is this? Um, that's a good, I, you could just say that it's several businesses as yeah, okay. the building owner who contracted the silver security. Yeah, there we go. It's a couple different businesses that are in the building. It's the um, it's mostly the building owner who contracted silver security. So there's yeah. there's definitely a couple different places that work in here. Yeah, I've I've been in buildings like that before. Mm-hmm. So then it's just sort of like one at a time go through. I want to, like, based on whatever sort of business occupies the floor that I'm currently on. So if it's like software development or manufacturing, or if it's like some sort of let's go with uh, software development economics thing. Let's go okay. software development. Yeah. So at that point, like you know, it's fucking twenty twenty something at this point and everybody stores everything on the cloud. But some people might be idiots and uh, are storing passwords on like post-it notes on the undersides of desks. So I'm just trying like razz everybody's desks and see if I can find any information that I could use to access the shit what they don't want anybody to access. Okay. Um, go ahead and let me notice for that. Let's see. Uh, all right. That, that seems That's like an average point. skill of mine. Yeah. It's a two. two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You find a like a person or two has just left like left their computers logged in. They, they left their computers logged in. Well, not even logged in. Like you, you see that they did not turn their computer off, and it's like it's on the login screen. But you look at like a picture on their desk, and then like you sort of turn the frame around and like open up the flap and on in on the inside of the flap is their password written down because their passwords probably change like every fucking month so they don't me- remember they don't memorize them yeah 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 so yeah I'll, I'll take note on their opsec i'm not actually gonna like fuck with them this time because that involves me looking at confidential information and that'll get mm-hmm. silver security in trouble yeah just make note like hey maybe you're the way you guys like handle passwords is bad if people have to write them down okay um so as you're doing that uh you walk down like a hallway and as you walk down a hallway you notice someone turning a corner and they are of they're they're redheaded uh and they are dressed in fucking bright orange um like a bright orange uniform like they have like fingerless gloves that are also bright orange uh it's trimmed with a little bit of purple and um and they are definitely looking at you and they go oh uh 
Hi. Hi. You wouldn't happen to be here for the same reason I am, right? Almost certainly not. Okay. That's a problem. And then they just turn around and start running away. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> that does not work on me. <laughs> I teleport them behind me so they are running at me. All right. Uh, they run at they run at you and they go, oh, okay. That's a that's a nice neat trick there. So, yeah. Hi. Hi. Uh, this doesn't have to get like violent. I prefer it not, actually. Um, hi, I'm Robin. My working name is Switch. How about you? I'll give you the working name. Sure. Disjoin. Okay, neat. Two syllable. Like it. I like it. Um, what's the deal, Disjoin? What are we doing tonight? Well, I kind of need to get into somebody's stuff and take a looky-woo at what they're doing. Uh, just, you know. Why? I don't think I need to tell you why. I would like it if you did. Because if you don't, then things have to get more difficult, and I don't want to do that. So, why are we doing this? Like, uh, you can be straight with me if this is just like, I need money. That's an acceptable answer. If it's, I don't like this guy, you can tell me that too. I don't like this guy. Well, specifically, the person who hired me doesn't like this guy. So mm. okay. I was okay. hired to get some dirt on him. Okay, okay, okay. Um, is this going to result in violence? Is, is the kind of dirt looking like, are you anticipating it being like this guy winds up taking some drastic actions that are going to wind up with his life being ruined? Or is it just going to be like he's publicly humiliated? Honestly? I don't ask those kinds of questions when I'm taking the jobs. I just, especially when they pay extra for me not to ask those kinds of questions. Ah, okay. And I get that and I sympathize, but you should, you should have some principles. Eh. No, don't, I, don't eh me. I, I, I uh, principles are a sucker's game sometimes, you know? Kind of gets in the way. Uh, please go ahead and roll me notice. Oh, okay. Just, just randomly. I want to see if you see something. Two. All right, yeah, you actually uh, don't notice anything uh, as you are talking to them. They are too focused. You're too focused on talking to them as uh, to, to notice anything. Now, I don't want you to think that I'm metagaming here because I already had this idea before you had me make this roll. Mm -hmm. I just want to put that out there. So okay. I, so I say, okay, so how's about, how's about we go together? We look at it 
And if it's not that bad, if it's just gonna like make the guy embarrassed or whatever, we'll be cool. I don't mind that kind of thing. If it's more than that, then we'll keep talking. All right? Sounds good to me. All right. Lead the way. Uh, and she will lead you to uh, the computer. And, you know, it's it's already, like... Actually, no, when they would have... They would have logged uh, this person out. They log back in and uh, show you what they're looking at. And, yeah, this, this guy would probably... At least would lose his job if uh, this sort of stuff got out. Is it for a good reason? Not really. Hmm, okay. Just, like, insulting the boss, maybe? Pretty much. Uh, okay, okay. So this is... This is damaging, but it's not actually bad. So uh, I'm afraid that the answer is going to have to be no. Okay, all right. Well, uh, what if I told you the information is already out in the building and I've... I'm in the process of delivering it right now. Interesting. Okay. Body clones? Body clones! Neat. I grab them by, like, the whatever sort of, like, loose bit on their clothes I can get, and I just teleport us, like, 500 feet up. <laughs> okay. Uh, they start freaking the fuck out. Uh, while we are, like, while we've got a little bit of hang time before inertia kicks in, I want to find what this traffic cone-ass motherfucker's second body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I had them dressed like a traffic cone on purpose as a joke. Uh, go ahead and roll notice. Okay. One. One. Hey, what's the what's the rule on like getting better numbers? Uh, I think you have to spend you have to invoke an aspect or spend a fate point, and basically invoking aspects gets you fate points. I think you start with three fate points with however many with how many stunt. No, you chose three stunts, so you you start with two fate points per session. I thought I'd get more because I took the minimum number. Yeah, three stunts gets you three fate points. And just a, a point of clarification, I read more into the rules afterwards. And to invoke an aspect, you have to spend a fate point. And you get free aspects by uh, rolling skill rolls for uh, creating an advantage as an action. Okay, yeah. That, that'll get you free aspect boosts. Okay. And not just saying that it applies. Saying that it applies allows you to spend the fate points in the first place. Okay. Um. And you know what? I'm looking at your your aspects. Uh, super villain force for good would uh would fit here. So you can spend a fate point to give yourself either plus a, two. Pl a plus a plus two is a better situation here because I know there's like they allow for rerolls, but rerolls are mostly reserved for, hey, you rolled nothing but negatives and uh, neutrals, maybe try that again. Yeah. And uh, another point of order, think points refresh every session. So. Yes. 
Yes, I do remember it's, that. It's cool to spend. You have yep. goodies to spend every session. Mm-hmm. Use them, players. Yeah, I'll turn that one into a three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So with the three, with the one, I was going to say that like you you find way too many Traffico motherfuckers because this person has she has definitely split themselves up into more than just the two people. Um, so you see a bunch of them, but with a three, what I will do is uh, narrow it down to one of two choices. And uh, basically, you just I'm going to decide a number in my head right now. Tell me if you want to go to one or two, and I will let you know if that is the right or the wrong one. Neither. I bring them both to me. Oh, okay. That's right. You can do that thing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say go ahead and roll swap for that. All right. That is my custom rename of the shoot skill. Yep. And that's oh, a four. 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 <laughs> yeah, four. Four gets. Yeah, you, you bring them up here. And they also uh, start freaking out. Yeah. And then, you know, I take all of us back down to ground level so we don't get enough momentum going to pancake. I mean, I would be fine because I have hyper resilience, but I'm not confident enough with that power yet to make sure that the disjoint in my hands will also be okay. Okay. It probably also hurts. Yeah. So yeah, there's three of them and one of me, and I just kind of like push the one I was holding on to away and... Alright, so I said that I don't want this to get violent. That still stands. It absolutely can if you insist on it. But I would like it not to. So, whatever thumb drive you took, put it in my hand and walk away. Go ahead and roll provoke. Yeah, all right. Three. Um, with a three, the one that I was going to assign the number one, uh, just pulls it out, hands it to you. All right. Cool. I'll tuck it into one of my pouches. Now, also, you empty your pockets. Turning to the other one. God, the, the other one goes. God damn it! Just hands you the hands you a USB drive. I've been doing this for a long time. I've done more BNEs than I can count. I, I know how this game is played. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They've uh, they fucking shrug. Uh, the other the other two just sort of evaporate because um, I'm not gonna have two people with body mul- multiplication powers work the same way. So those two just sort of evaporate and uh, disjoin starts heading their way down to back down to ground level. Oh, I'll take them. I'm not okay. going to make them climb. All right. Just dip the both of us down there. So, um, I'm going to give you a warning. This place is going to get a lot harder to break into in the next couple of days. So don't try again. And again, principles. Like I've been doing crimes for as long as I can remember. And I can get needing money. But, like, set some fucking standards for yourself. She thinks on that. She goes, yeah, yeah, okay. I'll give it a thought. 
It's all that I ask. Uh, and then they just start walking off. I let them. <laughs> all right. So that was an interesting night. <laughs> I go back to Silver Security and I file my report. I do put disjoin in the report. Okay. Because like that's that's relevant information. This that is relevant. These, this person with these skill sets was able to get in here without tripping any alarms or anything. Yeah. All right, so year five. And the biggest thing that happens this year, which you guys will be going to through mostly, uh, is at the beginning of the year, Samuel Smith is released from the Michael Cook Supermax prison early because of good behavior. Um, Basically, he has been a model prisoner. He doesn't start any fights. Uh, he was never sent to solitary. He just basically put his head down, tried to carry out his sentence, seemed to be genuinely like, you know, I deserve this, so I've, I'll, I'll serve out my time and just do it properly. Um, so they let him out early. Uh, Can I say he, that I was there at his release? Yeah. I, I, whatever fucking police lines are there, whatever, I just cross them. I don't let it... I don't let anything stop me. I just stand in front of him. He's definitely still taller than me, and I can't fly, so I have to look up to look him in the eyes. I just tell him, don't fuck it up. He shrugs, and he says, I'll try not to. All we can do is try. And uh, once you step aside, he will continue walking. Um... But eventually, he writes an autobiography about his experience. And when when it hits shelves, he goes on a sort of combination book tour and apology tour. So, like, as he's, like, going around the city, he's like, tells everybody, like, hey, I did a really bad thing. Uh, I feel genuinely terrible, terrible about it. This is my experience and, like in my life and what led me to that dark place. And that leads a group of people known as the Second Chance Society to go to him and towards the point where the time skip would catch up with the campaign proper, he sort of become like a face to the society. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's particularly like him being like hey I'd be a great you know example it's them being like hey look at this guy he deserves a second chance like if anybody deserves a second chance it's this guy and he just seems to be going along for the ride like like whatever about it he does not do any super heroics however he does not go back into that life uh, he, he maintains a a very solid I'm a citizen and nothing else sort of relationship with his freedom.
Bobbin, paint me a picture, please. Well, in the absence of the captain list, the city has uh, collectively decided that this um, selfless example of a positive future could serve as a uh, example of um, what the future of humanity could create for itself. And so uh, while there are certainly some old school capitalist fans still going around saying that nobody is ever going to be as good at being a superhero as he was, uh, Zero has gained a significant fan presence as well. And uh, seeing this as an opportunity to advance uh, in the first place uh, the uh, potential of robotics and uh, also as being something good for the city's morale in general uh, Zero has uh, while still never fully understanding why or how it works accepted its uh, role as a mascot for the city and for superheroes and yeah in service to that uh it sets aside some time now and then to uh for public appearances and for meet and greets opportunities for regular people to meet and speak with zero and uh sign some autographs yeah um you're at one of these meet and greets, uh, and you're doing the thing where you you're signing autographs. You're smiling. I'm guessing, like I'm sure you have caught the basics of smile for the camera by now. It's been five years. Um, yeah, and it's you know part of the basic. Yeah, just smiling is part of the basic suite of uh, facial expressions that came with that first. Uh, set of persona upgrades yeah um and as you're doing that you run into a somewhat familiar face you only really ever met them in person once at least in the campaign proper he's changed ever so slightly uh his hairstyle is a little bit different his hair color is a little bit different uh, and in his civilian clothes, he definitely does not look like the fucking huge ass sellout that he act that he actually is. Um, but you see Ethan, and he's like, and he just he does not seem very happy to see you. Like he he came here to see you, but he does not look happy about it. Well, I am mechanically incapable of forgetting a face, so. I see him, I smile. Ethan, don't usually see you at uh, one of these events. What's the occasion? The occasion is you are making everyone else look bad in comparison. I have lost 
like he, he you can tell he's been hitting something a little bit to like to do this in public like this he's like i have lost so many sponsors because of you i'm down to toothbrushes now just toothbrushes can't you leave a little something for everyone else well dental hygiene is an important part of a uh, healthy mind and body but I should also say that uh, aside from Silver Security of course I have no direct sponsorships uh, merchandise runs through their contractor system and uh, as far as I'm aware there are several networks available that allow uh, supers to contact potential sponsorships and uh arrange deals uh i understand the affiliate program works quite well oh my god i've tried all that and then it years ago they would they came to me and now i'm begging for scraps from toothbrushes you and fucking you you can definitely tell like uh, uh, actually, hold on. Maybe you, maybe you can't. Uh, go ahead and <laughs> what the fuck do you need to roll? No, isn't there literally like a um, empathy thing, an empathy score? Uh, yes, there is an empathy yes. skill. I do not yeah, have the empathy yeah. skill. Yeah, so just go ahead and roll flat. Uh, flat. Forty F. Yeah, forty F. Wow. Okay. Yeah, three. Yeah, you can definitely tell he is uh, more than a little drunk coming up and doing this. So uh, you you might want to try and de-escalate the situation more than just like telling him what other opportunities he can go do because uh, he's tried those other opportunities and nobody's taking taking them and he kind of blames you and maybe the riot records a little bit because uh he's losing all these sponsorships and you know when when push comes to shove that's what he's in the superhero biz for now listen ethan you need to understand that what sponsors are looking for are not vehicles to carry their products they have other opportunities for doing so. They're looking for a positive role model to carry their products. And that is something anyone can do if they are committed to putting other people first. Now, I know that sounds a bit contradictory, and I know that uh, it can be a hard pill for some folks to swallow. But the fact is that if you want to put yourself ahead, then the first thing you need to do is think about what other people want, what other people need. And if you can give it to them, then they'll thank you for it. And I would like to invoke my heroic stunt because it gives me plus two to rapport when I'm delivering an inspiring speech in front of a crowd. And you are. So go ahead. All right. And uh, 
this plus two. That's a five. five. That's a five. Uh, Superb. So, he thinks on that, and uh, he goes up to you, and he goes, man, I'm sorry. I, I, I shouldn't blame you. You're you're right. I should, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done a long, long string of things that led me to come here and yell at you at, about things that you did not personally do. I'm sorry, man. Do you need a hug? I do. I give him a hug. He hugs you back, and he just sort of like, fall, he sort of, sort of like slumps into it, and he's like, "If you could just like take me home, that would also be great." I don't have money for a cab now. Absolutely. Thank. You. Do you mind if we call this early? We've got a bit of an emergency here. Uh, the, everybody is. With a five on your rapport, I'm everybody is fine with ending it early as you attend to this strange, strange man who decided to come up and drunkenly yell at you. I would say that um, as a follow-up, I would contact the uh, the riot wreckers to explain what happened and uh, ask them if they could do anything to help him out. Uh, yeah, they are largely over being extremely bitter at their friend for selling out, so they will try and help out Ethan as much as they can. Um, I will have to think on how they do that later. All right. So, um, let me pull up the PDF because I do want to do in, like the this thing's version of leveling up. And I'm pretty sure I saw that on there. A PDF. Yeah. Pdf. Pdf. All right. So, everybody, uh, the way leveling up in Fate works is that there are three different kinds of milestones that you can get when you complete a session and they are minor significant and major and basically it works with like every session you play you should get a minor milestone every arc you finish should be a significant milestone and basically every like act should be a major one um they all do different things uh and so I'm major milestone all... is the end of a story arc. The significant milestone is about like making major progress in the story arc. Yeah. Um, which I mean that would technically be okay. Uh, but minor milestones, you can do one of the following things, and only one. You can switch the rank values of any two skills or replace one average skill with one that isn't on your sheet. You can change a, any single stunt for another stunt. You can purchase a new stunt provided you have the refresh to do so, and you can't go below one refresh, so you can't buy more than five stunts. 
and you can rename one character aspect that isn't your high concept. And also says you can rename any moderate consequences you have, but you don't have any moderate consequences right now. So, um, eight. You don't have to do this. I don't think you. I don't think. No, it, it says can. Yeah. It says can. It is not required. Yeah. So, do you want to do any of these things as your minor milestone? Not really. Okay. Bobbin, do you want to do any of these things as your minor milestone? I don't really need to swap anything out right now. Okay. Cat. Uh, same. Yeah, I, I figured this is going to be like this for the first session. Uh, Chloe. Yeah, no, I'm also like, I haven't done enough to have a reason to rename or replace anything. Right, exactly. I, I figured it would be like this for the first session, especially with a downtime session. But I figured I should ask anyway. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody. Next time, we're going to get into the first arc proper of this new era of the campaign. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope my players are looking forward to that. I hope you're looking forward to that. And I hope to see you all next time. Goodbye. Good night. Get out of here.